listening to Buggy Talk, where some of your favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fertikowski. Each week, I bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have Adina Sniff. Adina grew up in a plain house church where she was often asked by outsiders if she was Amish. The answer was no. She's the winner of an RWA's Rita Award for Best Inspirational Novel in 2005, a finalist for that award in 2006, and was a Christie Award finalist in 2009. The author of 42 novels, she writes steampunk and contemporary romance as Shelley Adina, and as Charlotte Henry writes classic Regency romance. When she's not writing, Adina is usually quilting, sewing historical costumes, or enjoying the garden with her flock of rescued chickens. Wow, Adina, that's quite a bio and something to be definitely to be proud of. How are you today? I'm very well, considering I'm three hours behind you. <laughs> oh, I guess I didn't realize that. So you're just crawling out of bed right now, and, and I've been I, up for quite a while, but I certainly appreciate you joining us in the early morning. So where are you from, Adina? Well, I'm from Canada, but at the moment I live on the West Coast. So I, yeah, three hours behind, but that's okay. My <laughs> husband made me coffee. We're good to go. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we have a lot of things to chat about today, one being your part in the Amish Christmas Miracles collection, but more importantly, I just realized you released a book this week called The Tempted Soul. Would you like to share a little bit about that with us? I would be delighted. Thank you. So tell this, us all about it. Well, the, it's, I have my Winburg Township Amish series, which is nine books long, and this is book number three that just came out on Wednesday. It's about an uh, infertile Amish couple, and my heroine, Carrie, is in the store one day, and she hears two English women talking about in vitro fertilization, which, as you probably know, is not really looked upon in the Amish community with a friendly eye because um, they believe that babies are a blessing from God, not from the doctor's office. So it's the story of how she pursues that and possibly risks her Amish beliefs and how God can control a life and bring his will about even in matters such as family and love and her um, best friends also help her through prompted by the Holy Spirit. So that's what it's about. Oh, so a nine book series mm -hmm. about all taking place in the same community, mm -hmm. correct? Um, how do you have the stamina to write a nine book series and keep it interesting? I'm, you know, I wrote a three book series and it was like, whoo, I was glad that series was over so I could start something fresh. So tell us about a nine book series. What, you know, you're in book number three. So that means you have seven more books. Is, <laughs> they're all under contract, I assume. Well, actually they're all but one are completed because the the first six I had the rights reverted from Hachette Faith Words, okay. so I'm releasing those these this year, and then two of them are already out, the longest road and the highest mountain. Those those kind of came out before, but they're actually book seven and eight. Oh my goodness! 
so the only book that I have yet to write, as soon as I get the Amish Christmas Miracle story finished, is the final book. It's called The Sweetest Song, and that will be out, I hope, early next year. So where does Win Winberg, is that what it was, Winberg Township, What where in the country does, is that um, facetious, facetious town um, located? That is in Lancaster County, sort of around the Nickel Mines area, just because I like the landscape there, and it had things like creeks and rivers, and the towns and roads kind of went in the right direction, and I can sort of superimpose my fictitious town right on top of that. <laughs> oh, I, I love that, and I do the same thing. I have a Willow Springs series, or a Willow, my town is Willow Springs, and you know, you get so caught up in in the characters and the town and the surrounding, you know, you become part of that town, don't you? You really do. And and I sort of feel like I live there part time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, ha I have to laugh because my daughter told me the other day, she was trying to explain something to our granddaughter. And she says, well, you know, you know, grandma lives in Willow Springs. She does. And, and 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 our granddaughter's like, what do you mean grandma lives in Willow Springs? So my our daughter Laura had to explain to her about, you know, Willow Springs and our in in my Amish fiction series and stuff. But yeah, you really yeah, I agree with you. You really do live in that community. So it's really and, cool. Well yep, and the, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say congratulations on um releasing um your latest book. So I can imagine our readers are going to be looking it up, so I will make sure I include a link um, in the transcripts for them to go find it for you. So let's go on a little bit about your writing career. Before we talk about the Amish Christmas Miracles, I want to, I want to really get into what it's like as a writer for you. In your opinion, or what are the essential elements of good writing? Hope. Oh. Well, I, <laughs> you would think that after teaching writing novels for 17 years that I would know the answer to this a little bit better. <laughs> I think the things that a, a reader would look for are the things that sort of, the, the central spirit of the book, the things that touch their hearts, and that can be setting, it can be characters, it can be the way the plot unfolds like a road ahead of an Amish buggy. But, but I think the most important thing is the way those three elements, the setting and the characters and the plot, just kind of fold together to create a very real experience in the reader's mind. At least that, as a writer, that's my goal. And so when I'm reading books, that's kind of unconsciously what I look for, is those three elements working together to to form an experience inside the reader. I couldn't agree more. You know, the books that I remember the most are the ones that I can envision myself in the storyline or I can envision myself in the surroundings. So if the author has done a really good job at painting that picture in my mind, those are the books and the stories that I remember the most. Because isn't it a bit like, like we were just saying, it, it's a bit like, I live here and this is now part of my little memory treasure chest. And that's in, in my mind, that's the, how books become memorable is because you've, you've given the reader this sort of real life experience. And don't you think that that's why readers love Amish fiction? Because they can escape into a period 
or a time or another culture and experience it where they wouldn't be able to do that in real life. Exactly. It's, it's almost like I, I wrote a paper on this one time and it, it's almost like a vacation of the mind. And, you know, we may not be in a position to have eight children and, you know, do the laundry without a washing machine, but we can go there and have that experience in our minds. And it's, it's like stepping out of life. It, oh, it and is. Somebody it else's. Is. It is. It certainly is. So I have to know what comes first for you, the plot or the characters? <laughs> well, as I, I might tell my students, they are kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Be, be, because the characters make decisions that then form an action that then form a plot. So if you haven't got characters, you haven't got a plot. So I guess the, the answer is characters. The characters. So I love all of the titles of your books, and I looked through them all when I was doing my research on you this week. How do you come up with the titles? The titles are at once the fun thing and the hard thing. <laughs> the first three titles were not my publisher. We went back and forth for a long time on, because I had thought, you know, the wounded, the hidden, the tempted, and that wasn't enough for my publisher. They, they, so they took the second set of titles that I submitted and combined them. So now we have The Wounded Heart, The Hidden Life, and The Tempted Soul. <laughs> well, I love them. They work. I guess that's why they're publishers and we're writers, because they look um, at them I guess so. <laughs> they Yeah. And then the second set, I, I, it was a little more cohesive because the whole, the, um, the whole kind of thing behind the second trilogy is that it's about an herbalist, and as she treats her various um, Amish patients for a certain ailment, God is treating their soul for the same spiritual ailment. So I have Herb of Grace, which is the um, country name for Rue, and her patient is ruing a mistake that he made early in his life. The second, the second one is called Keys of Heaven, which is a flower that grows on walls and in places that aren't friendly. And her patient is, is living in a place like that. And the third one is called um, Balm of Gilead, which is a soothing balm that you put on your hands when they get chapped. And the patient needs the soothing balm of God's spirit in order to bring him back to life. So it, that was a lot easier, believe me. <laughs> I, I love that. That I mean, you, you gave me chills when you were explaining all of that. So um, I can't wait to look for those, look for those titles. Thank I you. Have to, I have to know, when did you first consider yourself a writer? I was eight. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. Tell us about that. Because I don't technically, I don't remember anything when I was eight. So <laughs> please tell us. Please tell us. Well, dear Miss Gilstein, she was, I wrote this little paper about a ghost in a graveyard, and she wrote at the top of the paper in red felt pen, ooh, you have me scared. And in my little eight-year-old heart, it was like, wow, I made her feel something. And that, that was the first time I realized that writing could change the way a person feels. And I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Oh. So... After several literature degrees and now presently a PhD in creative writing that I'm in the middle of, I'm still working on making people feel things. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. That, 
a good book makes you feel, whether it makes you laugh or cry or, or whatever, a good book will stay with you if you've, um, if you've had an emotion when you've read it. So that is right. spot on. So I have to know, describe your writing space. I have my own office. When we built this house after the 89 earthquake, um, my husband put in, it, it. technically it's a bedroom, but it's got built-in shelving and it's got room for tons and tons and tons of books, reference books. And that's where I do kind of the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts of my writing. And then my most productive space, you will laugh, is out in the backyard with the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I will not laugh because I have a box of baby chickens on my porch right now. So Ooh, lucky <laughs> you. I will not laugh at that at all. My husband and I used to own a farm and we sold that farm and we're just getting, we just bought an old house that we're restoring. And our very first thing was, okay, it's time to get chickens back. So I certainly can um, relate with you because my favorite writing spot is on my, our back porch on a swing overlooking our chicken coop. So, <laughs> so I definitely, yeah, I definitely can relate with you there. So let's change gears a little bit. Um, a lot of our listeners know that there are 14 authors that are writing an Amish Christmas Miracles collection that comes out in November. So I want to hear all about what you are contributing. And can you tell us what the title of your story will be? It is called The Heart's Return. Ooh. And is there a significance to that title? Well, I kind of have a weakness for a reunion story. Okay. So <laughs> as you can see, I'm at it again. <laughs> yes, I can tell. So yeah, it's, it's about a man who comes back to the woman who sent him away some time ago. And, and in 20,000 words, I have to get all of the um, previous emotion, the current emotion, and the future um, fate of this couple on paper. <laughs> and I'm sure you will be able to do it. What do you hope your readers will take away from your story? Um, I think the, the thing that is kind of working in my head right now and is, is sort of fueling the writing is the, the thought of, or probably this is the theme too, that, that God has second chances in his hand. And don't give up hope because he may be able to bring about a Christmas miracle if, if you're just willing to, you know, put your life in put your life in his hands. So why don't you go ahead and tell us the inspiration for this story? Well, I am a huge Jane Austen fan and a, the, Persuasion is my favorite book. <laughs> and so this is sort of very lightly inspired by Persuasion. Well, I, you know, I haven't read that book yet. And I, that's, this is not the first time I've heard somebody refer to that, so I'm definitely going to have to look that up. What do you hope your readers will take away from your contribution to this book? Well, the the thing that it it the theme of a reunion sort of implies a second chance, and I'm what's kind of working behind the words in the in the story is this idea that second chances are in God's hands. 
And so if my characters can just bring themselves to submit to God's will, then he can bring about his will in their lives. So I have 20,000 words to, to make this happen. So <laughs> wish yes. me luck. I'm I am sure, I am sure um, you will do a great job. So have you started to write it? Do you have your first page written yet? I do, in fact. Would you like to read it to us? <laughs> oh my, first draft time. <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. We'll, we'll, I'll remind everybody, this is, you know, we don't, we don't have to have these manuscripts to um, uh, turned in until September 10th, I think it is, something like that. Something like that, yep. Yeah, so, so we're, all, we're all in the beginning stages of pulling our story together. So we understand this may be your first draft, but we're dying to hear that very first page. So if you have it handy, go ahead. Okay, so the story opens with um, Anna Esch, my, my heroine, She's moving out of the main house into the Dottie house with her dad. And um, the sister and brother-in-law of the man she loved eight years ago are moving into the big farmhouse. So her sister Lizzie has come over to bring her a cake and sort of help her the last final touches on her move into the Dottie house. So Lizzie begins. Oh, I know what I meant to tell you, Lizzie said suddenly into Anna's reverie. I was over at English Henry Byler's getting some elderberry syrup for, from Sarah for Daniel's cough. She told me that Eva said they were expecting more company before Christmas, maybe even in time for Sunday. Already, Anna said in surprise. Why, they'll barely have their boxes open or a place to sit. Never mind beds made up and food cooked. I'd better ask Eva if she can use a hand. Do we know who's coming? Lizzie nodded and swiped a piece of frosting off the cake plate. It's not a crowd, it's just your brother. You remember he came for a visit years ago, just before I was married. Anna went still, her breathing halting altogether. Not that I'd have looked at him then. I wanted Lester to drive me home from singing. I was a woman on a mission, though of course Lester didn't know that. Oh, what was his name? Breathe. The older brother, Anna managed, or the younger? Eva has a bunch of brothers. It's hard to tell them apart. The one that went to Colorado. Moses. Anna could hardly get the name out. The youngest. That's right. Mose King. I wonder if he made anything of himself. Poor boy, there was nothing on the family place for him. Divided up anymore and no one would be able to work it. That's the trouble with the farms here. Land is so expensive and you have to keep the acres together. The old ways of dividing them up among sons just don't work in this day and age. But Anna didn't want to talk about the farms in Winburg Township. She wanted to run up to her room and lie on her bed and cry, and then pray to Der Himmlische Vater to help her find her peace again. Eventually, Lizzie left, taking her plastic container with her. Anna did the dishes and put them away. A glance at the clock told her she'd better get supper going, since Dat would be home any minute and Eva and Lester and the moving crew would be here at six. She was just stirring mushroom soup into the hamburger for the pizza casserole, when a terrible thought immobilized her, the wooden spoon motionless in her hand. What if Mose were here already? What if he had come and already joined the crew that was taking things in and out, and she just didn't know it? What if he was coming for supper too? Nay, Anna shook her head and began to scrape the bits off the bottom of the cast iron frying pan. She'd have known if he was here so close, so close 
and for eight years now, farther away than he had ever been. Oh my goodness, I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. Oh, that was, that was perfect. That was, I, that's not a first draft, Adina. That is, that is a final draft for sure. <laughs> so thank you so much. You have pulled me in and I'm hoping you, you've pulled our, our listeners in as well. And I can't wait to read the whole complete story. November, t November 10th isn't going to get here quick enough for me to be able to enjoy all 14 of these stories that, um, well, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I I'm very excited. So I know that we talked about your latest re release, The Tempted Soul. What's next after you finish the Amish Christmas Miracles? What's next on your plate? Literally the end of my dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> oh, well, it is kind of fun. It's a, it's a women's fiction novel. I'm doing a PhD in creative writing. Uh -huh. So it's, it's a women's fiction novel set in 1927 in the ghost town that's about half a mile down the hill from us. And it's it been a three-year um, odyssey. <laughs> oh. So I have the first draft done, and after Christmas Miracles comes out, I will hopefully have the second draft done and be getting close to turning it away, turning it in for my verbal panel. And after that, I'm it's it's a toss-up between um, working on the next steampunk kind of as a palate cleanser or going straight to the sweetest song book nine in the Winberg Township series, because my head will still be this, this um, novella for Amish Christmas Miracles is also set in Winberg Township. And the care, the brief mention of English Henry Byler's um, Sarah, she was the heroine from the herbal books. <laughs> oh, so it's all kind of wrapped together and my head will probably still be in Lancaster County. So I, I may just go straight to the sweetest song. <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds like a great plan. So to finish up, I like to do just something a little fun. So have you ever played a speed round? A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my question, I have five questions I'm going to throw at you. Just the first thing that comes off the top of your head. Um, and, and it's just really fun. So I'm going to start. First question, tea or coffee? Coffee. Social media or a book? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it better be a book. <laughs> book. Okay. Um, nickname as a child? I guess my friends used to call me Shell. They just shortened up my name. Okay. Question number four. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. <laughs> <laughs> and our last question, what's for supper? Uh, leftovers, pot stickers, and shrimp. Ooh, that sounds good. Well, Adina, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us this week, and I look forward to reading all your stories, and especially the one in the Amish Christmas Miracles. Is there anything that you'd like to add? Um, just a huge heartfelt thank you to you for having me on the podcast and a uh, summer greeting to our readers. Just keep your minds in, in Amish country and take a deep breath and stay well, everybody. 
Oh, that sounds wonderful. Well, that wraps up this week's ep- episode. Next week, we'll have Jennifer Spreederman as our guest to talk about her latest project, along with her part in the Amish Christmas Miracles collection. So we'll see you next week on the Buggy Talk podcast. Mm-hmm.